0: Welcome to Full Scope, a podcast with two guys in their 20s, giving their perspective on the games that we love, the headlines in pop culture, and the meaning behind it all. I am host Winslet Burns, a of my kind of par, Morris, making his return. How's it going, man? I always <laughs> like that, man. I don't I
1: I know it's <laughs> always <making my> like <laughs> that. The listeners
0: are The listeners appreciate you more. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think they already appreciate me, but it's all good, though. It's good to be back, bro.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, absolutely. And we have a lot of topics to get into today, as usual, and obviously, uh, uh, we'll do a preview of the Super Bowl and, and some NBA trade dead, trade deadline um, headlines, and also in the second half, do some album reviews. But start off with just the Bengals and Rams Super Bowl preview and key X factors um, for this matchup. Cincinnati's defense is coming off of a dynamic second half showing against the Chiefs, and Joe Burrow just you know possesses such such a prolific passing attack with the Bengals ranking in the top five in yards per play. And for the Rams, you know they're they're giving up only two hundred seventy four point seven total yards per game in the postseason. A very elite figure and are leading the NFL in postseason rushing defense, allowing 54 yards per game on the ground. But to you, um, before we get to this game, like, what are your initial thoughts on this matchup and just some of the key X factors?
1: What a uh, – <laughs> headlines are going crazy right now. You look at Matthew Stafford, OBJ, they're finally in a Super Bowl. They had to switch around a couple teams. So Well, OBJ did, but, you know, Matthew Stafford was with the Lions for so many years. They finally get the opportunity to yep. experience the Super Bowl you have these young guys with Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, they're in their first Super Bowl. It's crazy.
0: This is the matchup you yes. wanted to see. This is the matchup you, yes. you wanted to see, Selah. You got I it. got the <laughs> matchup.
1: I knew this was going to come down to the wire. Man, the biggest key factors I think is the offensive coordinators, to be completely honest, with Kevin O'Connell yep. and uh, Brian Callahan. Both of those guys are awesome. Uh, we all know Oca- O'Connell is, 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 is the new Minnesota Vikings head coach after the Super Bowl. So, what a what a month or so for this guy. So it, it comes down to how they get the ball to their the big time receivers. We all know Cooper Cup is the guy. We all know uh Matthew Stafford has stepped up in big moments, but you look at Joe Burrow, who's in his first first full season as a NFL quarterback, man, the guy looks like he's been in the league for a long time. And Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. The guys are phenomenal. But what I love the most about Jamar Chase, he's unselfless. There's a couple plays where uh, he got Joe Mixon out in the open and, and gave a, a huge block to give uh, Mixon a touchdown. So these guys are selfless. They want to win. He looks up to Joe Burrow. Yep. So I'm, those are the key factors. But offensive coordinators have to get the ball into the big-time guys' hands.
0: Definitely. And, I mean, there, there there has been some speculation about, like, with, with how well Cooper Cup is playing, Obviously, and, and with what Cincinnati's secondary can do, like, do you feel as though it's going to be one of those things where they're going to try to like key in on Cooper Cup, and that may open up more chances for OBJ or or, or maybe even Higby, some of their other receivers, since Cooper Cup has, has had so much success as post I to- think it's
1: extremely difficult to uh, stop Cooper Cup, and I know as people say, oh, we can do yeah. cover two, we can put them, you know, it's a lot of formations you can try but he moves around so much, he's a shifty guy. So, quick, so yeah. he can go into the <laughs> slot, he can be the X, Y, Z, you can put him in the backfield, do a wheel route. The guy can do so much on the football field, it's going to be extremely difficult for them to stop them. Yes, they can adjust, but as you said, at least opportunity for Odell Beckham Jr. to come in, Higby. But the mo- the most important thing, I want to get started so to open up the play action and some of the – some of the plays that they could get into is the run game. Kim Akers has to step up this game. He has to be a hundred yard guy this game, particularly, so they can open up and make things easier for Matthew Stafford. But no, no, not no small feat to uh, the the Bengals no secondary. I just don't think they can match up well against a Cooper Cup or OBJ or any of these other guys, especially if the run game is working.
0: Mm. Yeah, definitely. And now, interesting to kind of like who we think is the most important player in the Super Bowl and which team should be favored. Um, to me, just the standout player skill is Aaron Donald yes. because there's just so much that, that can be said about him from season to season. He's you know arguably been the league's best overall player, and he just dominates offensive lines from every gap. And, you know, the ability to allow his uh, linemates free openings to the ball carrier because he's double teamed as much yeah. as just any offensive player will be extremely pivotal in the Super Bowl. But to you looking at just all of these key players, um, which one kind of stands out, out out to you the most in this, in this game?
1: It's going to have to be Joe Burrow. Um, you just mentioned a, a beast and a guy, D tackle, uh, big guy from pit, uh, Aaron Donald. Man, he's mm. uh, shoot, bro, he he comes up with the uproar, he, he brings the pain. And this is considered a rookie quarterback. How do you step up when you know you are facing one of the best defensive linemen that ever stepped foot on a football field? How do you prep prepare for him? How do you? Uh, he'll watch your offensive lineman. It's a lot of things going to be running through Joe, Bo- Joe Burrow's mind. So I'm looking for him to step up big time. If he wins his Super Bowl, if he can elude Aaron Donald, if they can, he can figure out ways to help his offensive lineman. This guy is going to be the future of football. He's going to he own the era. He's
0: going to own the next. It's going to be crazy. We just have to say, like, like we just have to be honest. Like, like with what he, like, if he's able to to pull this off, especially after beating the Chiefs down 18, and then even beating the one seed before, like, this is something that could form into, especially with, with Tom Brady's retirement, this could form into him being possibly the next oh, guy. Oh, for sure.
1: And we we already seen the glimpse of the future with Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar yep. Jackson. This is another guy. Justin Herbert. Just, yeah, Justin Herbert is a, definitely a number one. He's top five guy for me, quarterbacks. That's with even the older guys and the younger guys. But you look at the future of football, and Joe Burrow, and it's is his first year, man, it's going to be a Crazy if he wins the Super Bowl, but he has to yeah. get past Aaron Donald, and you can't forget one of the guys who uh, who caused havoc and won Super Bowl back in 2015 against um, uh, uh, against the
0: Cam, Newton. Cam Newton.
1: We all know Big Bob Von, Von Miller, Cowboy Miller. So if he can rejuvenate <laughs> and bring back that fire he wants, if to you can, him,
0: if you can get past oops. that. If you can get past that, oh my god! And goodness. they got some
1: other guys in there too. That's they have a, a great
0: front yeah. seven. It's not just those. It's two. gonna be. It's <laughs> gonna be a
1: good a good opportunity for Joe Burrow to see what he he's gonna face for years to come. Because Aaron Donald still has some years to go. I think Von Miller still have a couple more years to go. So he's gonna he's facing the top tier pass rushers and run stoppers. So and and and, and plus. You don't want to be. You don't want to be anywhere else in a game like this. You, you're going against one of the top front sevens. You have an opportunity to make sure you you step your name in Canton, Ohio. So, man, the stage is stage is set. I'm 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 eager to see what Joe Burrow does. Who's your pick? I I got the Bengals.
0: I got the. Rams. I got the Bengals. Winning okay, by three. Yeah. I think I think they've been coming up with I, threes. Do you think Do you think this might be a more low scoring game than we think? It's, it's going to have to be but i don't think the run game is yeah. going to
1: work for either team because you you look the rams are top five and then the Bengals are not short-sighted when it comes to stop stopping the run so it's going to come down to throwing mm-hmm. who who has the ball lies who can make who can make uh, trick plays who can get the ball into their playmaker saying and make a play it's going to come down to a field goal i don't think it's going to be overtime but i think it's going to come down to a field goal it's going to be 24 21 24 21. That's solid is gonna sport.
0: win by yeah. there, and that's and that's my thing. I I feel as though the Rams, uh, like we're just talking about with that with, with that defensive line. I feel as though like they're they're gonna be able to have success. But obviously, like if Cincinnati is, is able to elude that, like the off Cincinnati's offensive line against Rams' defensive line, like I feel like that's where the matchup's gonna be decided. Like, it, it who, who whoever whoever is able to win that matchup, it, it, it should should definitely be able to win this game. But um now transitioning to with the new coaching hires recently in the nfl kind of like which team made the best pick um kevin o'connell to me kevin o'connell for the vikings like that that's kind of the one that, that stands out because with this hire we've been able to see just how he's been the offensive coordinator of a great rams offense and then even though there's the question of if Kirk cousins will still be there it'll be interesting to see just if he can turn him from something of um the middle middle of the road to, to even something more, but to you like with the recent coaching hires, which one do you think has kind of been like the best pick? So I
1: feel like lovey Smith going to the Texans. I think that was a, a, a solid, solid pick for the Texans, given their recent <laughs> scandals and all that stuff. I know it's probably was a, a proper get I hope it's not, but Lovey Smith is one of the well deserving head coaches that that deserve to be there I think. His winning record, his ability, he's defensive minded, first off, first and foremost. And then him bringing that different element because the Texas defense hasn't been the Texas defense since Brian and Vince Wilford, uh, Carl Joseph, JJ uh, Watt. The list goes on and on and on. Exactly. They haven't been the t- haven't had a great Texas defense since four you know four or five years, and the offense has not been spotty. I think Lovey Smith can come in and make an immediate impact and get those guys on his side and win them over. I think that's what NFL needs. And I think it brings – it doesn't lighten the load with the Brian Flores uh, situation, but I do think it's a, a, a step towards the right direction, especially with Lovie Smith, who's well more deserving to be a head coach in the NFL.
0: Definitely. And, and I mean, you weren't here uh, last week to discuss this, but obviously Tom Brady's retirement, that, that was one of the biggest headlines mm-hmm. of, of the last couple of weeks. Like, with with his with his move to that and obviously, like, t- to me, like, how he ended his career – down 27 to 3 to the Rams, coming back, almost having yeah. a chance. Like that, that skill just j- showed how he was playing at the yeah. highest level, even at the age he even at the age he's at 44. Like to so you, j- j- just kind of like what are some of your final thoughts on his career and what he was able to do, even in the his last Best
1: name? quarterback ever. No debate. There's no debate. Yep. There's no debate. There's no debate. He's
0: the best. Last name ever, first yes. name greatest. He's
1: the best. <laughs> okay, Holden right. He's the best quarterback to ever, step, step, you know, play this game we call football. The guy checked numbers. He wasn't a high-side guy coming out. He was drafted, what, sixth, seventh round from Michigan. Had to wait his turn behind um, uh, Drew Blitzo with Bill Parcells. Yep. And he ran with it ever since then. He's been through a whole lot of schedules, a whole lot of Super Bowls, a lot of championships. The guy is the best. To end his career like that, I know it's kind of hurt him because he's a competitor. But I would rather you go out that way to not make the playoffs. Go out,
0: on, go out yes, healthy exactly. too, like, like go out healthy on your own. And you
1: terms. look at I know this is different sports, but Dirk Nowinski, he was like, man, I can't even walk these last two years. I don't know if I should have played those last two years. We didn't win or do anything, so I, I could barely walk. My feet hurt. So, like you said, him walking away healthy in his right mind, no signs of CTE, none of, none of that. It's, it's a win yourself, and you're going to go down as we go. So, man, hats off to Tom Brady.
0: Yeah, perfect, yeah, perfect career. career. Absolutely. Um, and now just listening to the NBA and just kind of thoughts on the, the developments of the NBA trade, de- trade deadline. Um, some of the biggest headlines were the last few days, obviously, were the Harden-Simmons trade, which included Brooklyn getting Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, two for future first-round picks, and Philly got James Harden, Paul Millsap. Um, there was also the Mavericks stealing Porzingis for the Wizards, Sabonis uh, Halliburton swap for Sacramento and Indiana, Plus, C.J. McCollum headed uh, to the Pelicans, which, you know, obviously drastically changes the outlook for the Blazers. But to you, kind of like, what were some of your initial takeaways from the dead, the, the trade deadline as, you know, the Harden Simmons trade is, you know, was the biggest headline and is one that, that's going to be analyzed for you? Yeah, you know, the um, one that
1: surprised me more than anyone was the C.J. McCollum to the Pelicans. But yes. I understood it because, yeah, yeah it makes, it makes sense. sense. Two guys have been playing with each other for a while. Nothing has come for. We don't have the money. We got to ship somebody away. We rather keep Dame than CJ, which is got yeah, make a change. Which is understandable. I understood it. I understood it. They got Josh Hart in a couple picks. I think that's good. Josh Hart is playing good, good basketball, and he's one of the guys who, whether mm-hmm. can who will do anything and you know buy into what the team is doing. Now the other trade, I was I the trade that did not happen was Russ. I thought the Lakers was going to push to get John Wall and
0: the trade that yes, should have happened.
1: <laughs> I thought that should have happened, but it didn't happen. But I know they try to. It was all. I think it was all about LeBron. What LeBron wanted to do. I think he was. He chose loyalty. He chose faith into yeah. the Russell Westbrook and him. Because I'm pretty sure he recruited him to come to the Lakers. How would it look for me try to send the guy if I recruited?
0: Yeah, you know, send him away.
1: So I understood yeah. that too. But, Woo James Harden to Philly. Mm, 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 mm. That was a good pick, man. That's good. That was, was. Brooklyn got a handful, too. They got a good shooting. Seth Curry, man, they, I, love yes. got, Brooklyn,
0: I love what Brooklyn got, man. Brooklyn won,
1: honestly. For sure.
0: They won, yeah. And, and, that, and that's what I was trying to get to because I really feel as though, like, even though Embiid gets that second option, uh, another star, I feel as though Brooklyn, they get more depth. Yeah. Seth Curry, he's shown what his potential is. And obviously with Ben Simmons, you can say whatever you want to about him. But his defensive versatility and facilitating. He's not going to have to do too much in that new system. Not at all.
1: And, you you know, Kevin, and and when Kyrie is fully there, they're going to pick up the slack. That's going to be a better big three. It's going to be a better big three. Better big five, 10, 16, whatever the case may be. (laughs) Whatever you want. (laughs) That's what it it seems like. And now the Philly fans are hyped. But I don't know if those two guys are going to jail. Now, Kendrick Perkins said something crazy the other day. Saying these guys are gonna be the next Kobe and Shaq. What?
0: <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up. Like I'll be watching them some more, and so I'm like, man, this dude is wild. <sighs> <is, is, is, laughs> this dude's going OD. <laughs> this
1: man gonna get fired before he do it. He talking real reckless, <laughs> no stunning. It's the craziest thing. Like, are you serious, Kobe and Shaq? No, bro.
0: No. And that's and and, and another thing c- c- because I I really feel as though like I, out of all the teams that benefited benefit the most from the trade deadline I, I think Brooklyn is number yeah. one because especially w- with what you see with Harden it's not it's not that I think Kevin Durant envisioned something different because he's not the same Harden nope. from Houston obviously he, he's a little bit older and do you feel as though like with that big three it was one of those things where it sounded a lot better than it actually was like visualized because even Harden and Kyrie's chemistry wasn't. What I I feel as though any of the G uh the uh, uh, the the GM for Brooklyn or even the management would have really wanted that that that, that team to like. It's manage.
1: always is like that on paper. On paper it looks solid, looks good. Wow. Everything looks yeah. good. These guys we look at their numbers from past years, what they can do, what they bring to the table. But no one takes into right. account chemistry. Chemistry is one of the hardest things to do to bring people together, and be on the same page. Like extremely hard when you, you have ball dominant guys like James Harden, Kyrie Irving, <laughs> Kevin Durant. And to be able to think that these guys are going to gel well because they've been a lot around the league and they have respect for each other—that's different. Respect and chemistry are two different things. So to be—and that's what I'm thinking about when James Harden is going to go to Philly. We know Joel Embiid has his ways. He's—he's he's very adamant. He's—he's—you know—he wants the ball. James Harden is the same way. Now I will give James Harden this: he was a team player. With the Brooklyn Nets. I'll yeah. give him that. He adjusted his role. Always yes. showed up. He adjusted his roles. And I think he can do that. Now, will he be able to do that? Because there's no other guy besides Joel Embiid on that team who needs the ball in his hand. So will James Harden do that with Philly the way he had to do with Brooklyn? And I think the answer is no. I think he goes back to what he did with Houston. And that's where,
0: that's where the clash yes. is going to come. Like like the clashes because it, somebody's got to have the ball more and Embiid he he's been the leading MVP candidate and now he's gonna have to step back and, and see what Harden's gonna do because I th- that duo to me it, it's just it, there there's a lot of concerns because of how much they yep. need the ball and that's and that's one of the things can you really coexist with a star that much and I feel like that's that's what they're no if they
1: can that one two game is gonna, oh, gonna be crazy I understand okay Kitchen Perkins went completely crazy I think he was more so thinking about the one two game. But the the game has changed. It's not going to be the same Kobe and Shaq type fields. It's going to be a different type right. of of game. But I think if they can gel and they can get on the same page late in the year, late in the season, right before you know, it's a possibility they can make this work. I think they still have the guys coming off the supporting cast to help out. But if those two guys get on the same page, it's going to be it's going to be a great show. But that's the that's the hard thing. On paper, it looks good, but getting that chemistry right off the back is extremely. Hard.
0: Definitely. And, and, and I mean, and, 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 uh, with also Serge Ibaka and Milwaukee, because he, he said he's, he's it there now and then Milwaukee, like they're one of still one of the top uh, a, a few seeds in the East. Like, do you feel as though, especially like with how they're doing, you look at teams like Phoenix and Milwaukee, like do you think both of those teams are in the are in the, still the, the right position to be able to possibly make another finals run? Because Phoenix hasn't really missed it all first in the West. And then you look at Milwaukee there, even though they were kind of struggling a, a mm-hmm. bit in, or in the early parts of the season, they're, they're still kind of looking consistent. And Giannis, even though he's not as mentioned as the leading MVP candidates, he's one of the yeah. top three in terms of just the numbers he's putting up. So
1: Phoenix Suns already knew. The, the, be, the best thing about the Phoenix Suns, everyone buys in and they have chemistry. Yeah, They know how to play with yeah. each other. Chris Paul is an amazing leader. We've seen that with OKC. We've seen that with the Rockets. I'm I, you know, I'm the I'm the guy who always has to eat the crow when it comes to Chris Paul. And I'll continue to eat the crow because I thought his season, his I didn't think the Houston Rockets needed to pay him that much. Whatever, we ain't gonna go down memory lane. <laughs> but we've seen what type of leader Chris Paul is and what the, what he brings and how it translates to the court. Yeah. The so we already knew that they were gonna be good. It's just getting over that hump. They didn't get over the hump. Now, Serge Ibaka going to Milwaukee was a great pickup. Now they got a great rebounder, second-chance guy. He can also give you buckets. He can give you 10 to 12 buckets a game, and he also can give you a three or two. So he brings a different element. He's like, uh, what's the guy with the big eyes? Bobby Porter's on steroids.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, <Bobby. laughs> big eye
1: Bobby. He's Bobby on steroids because Serge Ibaka still has game love. <laughs> so... And I'm. Yeah. Not, and Bobby's a, a decent, a good role player. But I think bringing Serge Bach yeah. in, you you get another guy who's going to give you a second chance, and he's 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 a great defender. So adding him to the arsenal, it gives Giannis a chance not to be in the paint as much and la- allow him to do other things. So I think it was a great pickup for Milwaukee.
0: Definitely, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. And now we're getting to the second half of our topics. And to start with our first album review, Saba's A Few Good Things. Um, in this new project, you know, there's neo-rap mixed with pinpoint lyrics, Saba's beat selection, which is simply amazing as, you know, there were many gems and his harmonies intertwined effortlessly throughout. And, you know, to me, this album was just so crafty and non-traditional as it it doesn't have a contemporary man- mainstream sound, but he's still sticking to his core sound. But to you, like, what are your thoughts on this album and it evoking just a certain feel of conscious rap?
1: It was uh, it was okay. Um, I like Saba. Uh, mm-hmm. I've, I've I've heard, because the first time I heard him was it with, he was Pivot Gang. He's with Pivot Gang, the group. Mm-hmm. They got a bunch of artists, and I was like, who is this album dude? And I was like, oh, he's from Pivot Gang. And um, yep. I've listened to him feature on um, Amine's tracks and, you know, stuff. I know Westcom shouted him out a couple of times. Jid shouted him out saying he was nice. And, then, you know, I think he's nice. I think this album was okay, though. It was definitely, it wasn't, I like Untraditional and I like Neo. I love, I love the B selection, but it wasn't something I gel with. I think my favorite song was obviously with uh, Smino and Black. That was amazing. Still. I'm like, I love, I love that flow. I love the melody. I love how Black came on and Smino. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Smino. So, um, but this That's album was okay.
0: But it, it wasn't just something that, it wasn't something like that, that stuck with you. It was just kind of like one of those run throughs and then you don't really think about it as much
1: yeah they were, it was cool like it was like it was a nice little vibe yeah. like it's just something you you had to be in the mood to listen to this like you got to be like oh for oh, sure oh yeah let me listen to song real quick like but it yeah. wasn't nothing like I'll play replay over and over and over so. this
0: is just, this is one of those albums that if because like it, it it's an album that I really enjoy but it's not like a daily listen it's one like when I just want to listen to like a a really enjoyable album something that's different i think it's one that i would run to a lot but what like like what what would you say kind of would you say like smino had the best overall feature like like what feature to you like sit out the most on this album?
1: Oh definitely Smino and Blacks. Um yeah. I thought it was really dope. Smino has that his he has a, a strategic and beautiful sound that he does with his voice and he can actually sing. If you ever listen to Smino's stuff, Smino can actually sing. And then Black oh, yeah. man I'm he's been a huge fan of Black Smino. So in this album and then it just they just gel well together. Everything coincided. It was it was a nice little vibe, I think. It was a great trio. Yeah, and then Pivot Games' feature wasn't bad either. His homie, so that was really dope that he had. I was surprised he didn't have J, uh, J-I-D, on, J.I.D. on there.
0: I was so shocked by that. Yeah, because they rocked with each other. that really stood other. out to me. Yeah, they rocked yeah. with
1: each other. So I was like...
0: That was the one I was waiting dude. on. <laughs> like,
1: what? He must... It, I know G I D is working on an album or something. Yeah, like, he's an album So I don't think he had the opportunity to be like, you know, hop on his thing or whatever. Because I understand, when you're in album would you want to focus on
0: Man, the artists that are in out mode and still give another artist a feature, man, shout out to them. Shout out out to them. (laughs) Shout out to them. Like, how do you do that? How do you do that? Like,
1: pause from your create your own, like, Like, create your own body of work and be like, I'm going to give you you a feature. That's (laughs) wild. Shit it over, bro. I see what it is. It has to be fire, though, I think. It has to be like fire. So I'm like, oh, I got to hop
0: on this, bro. I got to be on that one. I can't let that slip. Um, but now just listening to Amber Marks, Three Dimensions Deep, um, in her full-length debut, she has just so much of a sense of exploration and you know, there's an evident loose approach to songwri- songwriting that prior- prioritizes mood and style as much as sentiment and her versatility as a vocalist was emphasized as well. But kind of like, what were your initial thoughts on this debut album and just maybe like some some of the the multiple really the multiple styles of R B infused in here?
1: Once again, Wellison brings me a personal artist I've never listened to. Come on now. Come on now. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's nice. I like uh yes. I like her versatility, her going through dance all going through a different um R and B feels. I think it was nice. I think she has a, a nice voice, a nice sound and um i think yeah this is a debut out debut album so she has a a long road to go to you know i think she has a lot of improvement to do like is room for improvement i think this was a solid um album but i think it's definitely room for improvement Just like having a concise song concise uh album 17 songs is decently long
0: that's what I would say. I, I, like, when I first listened to it, I was like, man, Savon is going to be like, well, this is a little too long.
1: <laughs> Fourth, like, Saba's 14 was solid.
0: Yes, I love that. You
1: know how hard it is to get your point across on like whatever you're trying to do, whatever you're trying to portray in this music in 14, 13 songs?
0: Man, that's tough.
1: Freaking, um, uh, well, uh Corday did it in 12. And his album was fire. And so it's like, it was. It's, it's more of like a... A test for yourself to be able to like be precise in a 12, 13-song ensemble of an album, and you'd be like extremely happy about it. Like, okay, in these 13 songs, I think I got my point across. Everything is solid. Everything flows well. But sometimes you you want to put songs in there that just like, oh, I like that song, so I'm going to put it in there. I know it doesn't really go or it shouldn't be in there, but I'm going to put it in there that I've been there before. But 17
0: songs, 20 songs, 25, 30, like bro. What do you think it's it's so tough? Like Who because com- to me, like the thing the thing is like I-, I know certain artists have to add certain songs in there, like that that they that they may may have kind of vacillated with if they wanted to keep them or not. But I just feel as though like in this era, the attention span, it's just it's not gonna be no. it's not gonna stay there. I don't
1: yeah. <sighs> And I, and I totally agree. And I know with certain,
0: artists can, certain artists can pull it off. Certain art, artists can pull off longer albums because you've just invested in them. But but yes. I know like for, for the ones that are coming up, like it's different.
1: You took the words right out of my mouth. Well, let's say you got to be solely invested. Like when Drake yeah. put out Scorpion, I was like, what? I'm listening Oh, uh, to- okay, Drake. All right. I guess I'll listen <laughs> to it. Um... Who else? Like Chris Brown was another one put yeah. out a like a forty five song album. I didn't listen to all of it, but I was like, okay, I'm gonna try to run through it and see if I like some of the stuff, but like you gotta be solely invested into this uh oh phone playing out of nowhere because my watch is trying to listen to our conversation. Well it's a- <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta be invested into the artist. If you're a new coming upcoming artist or just somebody just trying to 17 songs, it's gonna be like people like yeah. The first seven songs, I believe, it was makes your album or your EP. Like, if you have an EP of the seven songs, the first three songs is what people are going to get to. If they're going to decide if I'm going to continue to listen to this. If you have an album of 15, 17 songs, your first seven songs has to be so good that they want to listen to the rest of it. So.
0: Definitely. Um, but, but, I mean, to, to me, like this, like you said, there is room for improvement. This is a solid debut for her. Like, In terms of like what she can work on, like were there any things in the album that you feel as though she can maybe tweak, or do you think it's one of those things where just with more time she can she can possibly kind of improve on that for her next project? Features, features.
1: At at some point, you want you're not tired of listening to the artist. You want a change of pace with somebody else because you just after a while. I'm used to your singing now. I know what pitch you're going to be in or what pitch works for you. When you have That's the, the, the beauty of having a feature artist because they balance out the rest of the song and they give the listener a different element to be engaged. You got 17 songs with just you. That's cool, but you want at least two, three artists to feature on a 17-song project to give it a different element and a different vibe and to keep the listeners engaged. I think... I don't know if her label, whoever, didn't want to pay for, it or she didn't want to get anybody. But having a good feature, not yeah. it doesn't it doesn't kill you. Makes your makes your album project stronger.
0: Very much so. Yeah, because the fans of tho- those artists are going to listen to your project. Exactly. I mean, you're just merging merging fans.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. Um, and actually, to, to Pink Sweat's uh, latest EP, Pink Moon. Um, is that is that a good is that a good whistle? <laughs> I listened
1: to it. Oh, uh, like two weeks ago? Not two weeks ago. Was it last week? It was last week I was listening to it because I saw somebody yeah. post it on because he had a song with Blitz. or Blacks so or whatever. He I don't For me. Yeah, me. and I was oh, like, God. oh, okay, this fire. I listen the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I just cut you off, but it's
0: nah, man. This EP, <laughs> it was it was crazy. I mean, but but in it, I mean, there's just there's so many melodies, lyrics, and vibes that yeah. are that are just that work so well. He always just has been able to deliver. Uh, and Able to deliver meaningful lyrics and the song we we're just mentioning for me with Blacks, he's able to just provide listeners with an uplifting track that's just filled with lyrics of elevation and a feel of del- delicacy. But what were some of your like overall thoughts on this EP? Because this is one that I've just been going back and listening to a lot. Like it, I'm just stuck with it. But, like it, it's certain certain times like this is the only EP I want to listen to. But like, what are some of your initial thoughts on it?
1: What a vibe! Um, goodness, I've, I've I've I had a couple songs saved from Pink Sweat um, back in like 17, 18. Um, but this is an extreme vibe. He picked the right people to feature on this Yes. Team. The perfectly. right vibe. Like, Tori Kelly was a vibe. Sabrina Claudio Radio. was a vibe. Yes. Black, Lex Curve. Like, all those, like, features was perfectly, like, aligned with his sound of music. It is like, that's crazy. And it was dope. Like, Pink Moon set the mood.
0: Man, First song. I, I put that on repeat. So, many times. hey, oh let God. me go ahead and
1: go put on a, a silk. Uh... <laughs> What's a silk robe? Silk robe. I'm telling you. Slip some slippers. Oh I mean, my I goodness! I'm walking very... around the crib.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch me. Don't touch me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, this this was fire, bro. Like I like, yeah, I played it like four or five times already, like straight oh through. Goodness, no skipping. Man. Like I haven't skipped the song. Like I play it straight through. That's how good it
0: like goes. like and that's the thing. Like for an EP, like how impressive it, it it is to you, like that for this project, he just had like a perfect EP eight songs, yeah. had an album last year, and he just he just put together another short project that people can just go straight through and not even have to like vacillate over what they want to listen to.
1: You know, and I say some artists are great at EPs, and he's one of them. Yeah. You don't have to put out a huge body of work. You put out a concise number of work. You don't want to call it an album; call it an EP. You only got seven, eight songs. Call it an EP, and it's gonna hit because it and everything flowed well too. Like his transitions, the production, the singing—like it was all all great. Like it flowed well. Like you're engaged. Like and then you get the different element of the artist to bring, like, Blitz. I didn't know those two would go together.
0: Me either, man. That surprised me. Yeah,
1: it did, too. Because I was like, oh, somebody, oh, he got a feature with Blitz. I'm like, okay, I rock with Blitz. Like, I listen to him all the time. So let me see what it is. So I was like, oh, this is, this is nice. Okay, let me play the first song. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm hooked. But, yeah, I didn't know they were going to jail. I already knew him and Block was going to jail because Black has that. That, that vibe, he can he can get on anything and fit fit that fit whatever the person is looking for. So, but Nix is the one that stood out the most to me. I'm like, okay, because he has this, a similar sound like the West Coast, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying, like the yeah. Mm-hmm. So him gelling together is like that's really cool.
0: Pink sweat, I know you're listening. You liked my tweet when I complimented your project. I know you're. You liked my tweet. He
1: didn't did like your tweet. <laughs> he didn't like my tweet. <laughs> that's what's up.
0: But but I mean obviously he like this is just this is an amazing amazing project and, and I mean like going forward like when, when when he puts together the next album like do you feel as though it's one of those things where you just keep riding this wave or it's just like one of those things where he's gonna be able to <laughs> diversify and maybe even bring different artists that you wouldn't expect. I don't think he drops another
1: album. I think he he EPs it out.
0: To me. For sure, I, 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 that's a great point. Honestly, j- j- like just stick with this. I mean, if it's not broke, don't fix it.
1: I don't think you have to drop an album. I think yeah. albums you know, I was... are more pressure. EPs, or I mean, you could just like put a bio of work together that's that's nice and that's not overpowering. You don't have to think too much into it. EPs are simple, and most of the time sure. the EPs are what blow people point. up. Mm-hmm. So him being able to do that, well, he's already a well known artist. Not blowing up because he started yeah. as a writer, like writing for people. And then he's, he's blown up. Yeah, man. he's blown up. Now he's he's top he's he's top tier in R B in my in my eyes, but like you don't have to drop an album. I don't think Brent Fayez has dropped the album yet. He didn't call that an album, the last project. He didn't. He didn't call it an album. He said that's an EP, man. I got an album coming, but he never dropped it. He just, just did singles. So you don't have to drop be pressured to drop an album. And he's still independent, by the way. Brent Fayez <laughs> is. And him doing Sonder too, which is really nice. You get a two different elements of him. But you don't have to drop an album. You don't have to feel pressure to drop an album. You drop an EP. People are gonna run through that EP, and you drop
0: yep. another EP. Just keep doing this, man. Just keep just doing it. Just keep it going. Yeah, man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> West nice, man.
0: Yes, absolutely. And, and now, for listening to to uh, Pusha T's latest track, um, "Diet Coke," and um, his new newest single, "Overproduction" from 88 Keys and Kanye West. He, you know, just sounds as confident as, as he's ever been, flowing over another. Uh, luxurious beat, and how he can rap about just one topic and still come off original and sharp was one of the takeaways that that many people had from it. But do you think for his next album, this single was kind of an effective way to start the build up for it?
1: Ooh, I didn't like this song. You didn't like it? I didn't like it. It was boo. His flow was whack. Um, The video was whack. Him and Kanye on a WestCon Bobba heads, whack whack. Um,
0: <laughs> you don't like Pusha, do you? <laughs> no,
1: that I like, no, Pusha is nice. He is man. Push is nice. Don't get me wrong, bro. Push is. But just nice.
0: this latest track. That no free,
1: song wasn't his flow was whack. I did not like his flow or cadence on his song. I didn't like it mm-hmm. at all. It didn't. It didn't resonate. And then you just talking crap about Kanye. You left good music. You a music video with him.
0: And now you're doing that. Yeah, that confused me. That really yeah. confused me. So I did not expect him to, to show up in this after after what he just did. Because
1: you just said, "Oh, I don't move like I'm, I'm a real hood. Like I um, don't know all that whoop whoop." And then you in a video with him. Bruh, he switching up, bro, he <laughs> exactly, bro. You left, you're not with good music anymore, so you're not obligated to have him in your music video, even though he gave you a shot of Sandra. Okay, cool, but you're not obligated to have that fool in your music video. So now, I don't know, yeah,
0: it was gonna be hard for him to follow up a project like Daytona, though. Daytona was... It's really gonna be hard. Look, that was crazy, yeah. No, a seven song album,
1: crazy, and every song hit like pushes a push is nice. Pussy nice, bro. But this song here, it wasn't either. Mm-mm, it
0: backtracked for you. Uh uh-uh, uh.
1: It wasn't it, man. Die, he called it uh, Die Coke. Okay, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> he came on wrong. Yeah. He came on wrong. And I think Timberland and a couple other artists, like, your first words of how you come on is how you set the tone, and people going to listen to the track. I was turn I was like, mm, I, don't
0: like that. I don't think this is gonna be his only single, though. I hope I, not. I I, I I do feel as though he's gonna come up with another single before, before his
1: next album. Because that, I hope he didn't think that music video was gonna give him anything. Because that music video was trash too.
0: So was Kanye I, was just dancing. Yeah, bro.
1: As <laughs> soon as I see Kanye on the couch, I was like, huh?
0: Wait, <laughs> wait, hold on. He just did
1: an interview a couple of months ago. Like, huh? Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, bro. But this song. Notice that's how
0: artists it. switch up after interviews. Notice how artists switch up after interviews. Yes. They say one thing, then they're moving after it's completely different.
1: I'm like, bro, stick to your word. You saying all of this, bro, stick to your word. You don't rock with a man. You don't. You don't do yeah. what he do. Say Keep that same minute as you. Keep it. But you got him in the music video, bobbing your head together like y'all in a rock Y'all on a couch. <laughs> that was on a couch. That's on like a.
0: Couch.
1: In a studio, and you bobbing your head like you're in a car. Get out of here.
0: We're, just, we're hoping the next thing was going be to be better.
1: I hope. Because
0: Daytona was amazing. Because
1: it was, was, it was, was like the same thing with Isaiah Rashad. When he dropped that with uh, yeah. Duke dude I was like, yep, that ain't it. That ain't it, brother. And he
0: came back with headshots.
1: And it was fire. And it was stupid yes. fire. You better come back harder, it. because that's not it, Definitely. bro. And don't have Kanye in
0: your music. <laughs> D- keep Kanye. That's the thing. For the music video, keep Kanye out of it. Oh, You'll be fine without him. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Um, but but now just to our to our last review with Benny the Butcher and J Cole's latest song Johnny P's Caddy, um, in a recent single from a couple of weeks ago, both Benny and Cole just you know examining their rise to fame and their ability to overcome the various hardships they face along the way, and there's just such a nostalgic bent. And Benny keeps showing um his penchant for uh, centering the craft. He's around in, in a in a strong narrative, but. With, especially with, with J. Cole's verse, you know, him, it, and this being a, a A-level type of future where symbolism and wordplay was effective as ever. Um, what were some of your takeaways from this track and kind of like which verse stood out more to you?
1: J. Cole's verse stood out way more. I didn't like Buddy Butcher, the Butcher's verse. Um, I just didn't like the flow. It was
0: kind of typical. Yeah. It's kind of a typical verse. Yeah.
1: Typical verse. J. Cole, I feel like, made the song. He started, yes. once again, how you start your verse, how you start the track. That's what... Bro, everybody's knowing about the God the God bar that he had. Bro. Everybody knows about that. That's how you come. If you're gonna make a rap hip hop song, you better come correct. Biddy the butcher didn't come correct. He gave us the same Biddy the butcher. J Cole gave us every time J Cole rap. He gives us something different, whether I like it or not. Like, like what it was off season or whatever the last album he had.
0: J Cole said on the night I was born, rain was pouring. Guy was crying. I was like, okay, okay, Cole.
1: <laughs> you know how far that is, bro.
0: It's so crazy. That is so crazy.
1: <sighs> that is oh insane, goodness. bro. That's that's some bro. You oh know God. how, yeah, yeah, bro.
0: That, that was verse, bur- I mean, that verse was, was just in that opening line. Oh, my goodness, man.
1: You got you, you can't help but like, oh, what he gonna say after this, and then you fall just like cadence, flow, switch up, like being able to just be confident, killing the beat. The music video was fire, too, though. I like the music video. Yes, I like the music, music video. But Benny the butcher didn't give us anything different. He gave us the same booty butcher, Benny the Butcher, same cadence, same flow. He didn't switch
0: up. He didn't do anything different. And, and that's and that's another another thing with Benny, because like his, his last album, Burner Proof, one of the best albums of that year. Um, it, it was just an amazing project. Like, like, in terms of what he can do coming up, like like what do you think he really needs to do to like like to just get back to that state of where he puts out just a, a fantastic project and people really uh, gave him a lot of praise for what he was able to do in the beat selection that he picked.
1: He can't do anything different. I mean we're gonna get the same th- that
0: venue. is th- he's kinda stuck. Yeah. Yeah
1: he that's, that's his that's his lane. Him being a dope boy, him going through the lifestyle, talking about the same thing. Like he had a, a single before he dropped this with J. Cole. He was just really talking his junk. Like I thought that was a dope, dope um single. I forgot what the name of it, but um that was a dope single but he's gonna give him, you even, give him. Even
0: him and Drake had an unreleased track that he hasn't put out yet.
1: I don't know. I don't know about that one. I don't know if they'll be able to. I mean, Drake can get. I don't the think track they'll put it anybody, out. But yeah, I don't think because he's talking about he want a you know feature from Jay Z. I don't think Jay Z's gonna ever get a
0: feature. That's not gonna happen. Yeah, no, no oh, You gotta keep praying and wishing. Is Jay Z like unofficially retired? I think he is. I think he is. He hasn't the, said it yet. The last
1: verse he gave a verse. was Drake.
0: Yeah. On love all, was
1: mm-hmm. nice. it was it was nice it was, a verse it was for me. crazy. You can tell he freestyled man. too, like you can imagine tell. that's the last
0: nice. verse we ever hear from him.
1: Probably, and I'm, I'm not mad at it. He, he, it was I'm a solid verse. It was a solid verse. But man, Benny the Butcher, he ain't just not gonna do anything differently because I mean that's in lane.
0: And four four I, 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 and I know we're not talking about Jay Z, but four 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 still hits, man. It still hits. Mm. That album still hits.
1: I was a big fan. I was just a big fan of uh, O J. Song. I'm not black. O J. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't remember any other song. I think I remember him talking about his mom. Family Feud. Family Feud. It was a couple like... Caught Their like, Eyes
0: with Frank Ocean. I don't remember that one. Oh. Yeah. I don't, wasn't feeling it.
1: No, I, I, I haven't listened to...
0: A while, yeah, in a while.
1: In a long time. Yeah. I go back and listen to all the stuff that's like, Show Me What You Got.
0: Um, oh, yeah, for sure.
1: Like, um... Ah, uh, what's the... Not the Cartel one. Ah, uh, what's the album? We got uh, Rick Ross on Is a bunch of... It's a, that album was so fire. Magna Trail or something?
0: Oh, Magna Carta.
1: Oh, yes. Madna, yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. Magna Carta was fire. I still listen to Keena Kong. Uh, shoot, Blueprint. Blueprint. I still listen to all album. that. Yup Black Album. Still listening to that. America Gangsta, I listened to a reasonable couple doubt. songs. Ooh, Reasonable Doubt. I don't think I have anything for Reasonable Doubt. And you know, Watch the Throne, of course, too. So.
0: Watch the Throne is man, crazy. What a,
1: that's one of the top. That's top. That takes ten. me back
0: to an era, man. That takes me that's back to an era.
1: Of yeah. duet albums? Like, you think of a Red Man, Method Man, Jay Z, Kanye. Uh, oh, who was other rappers that got on the same album together and gave a project together? It's so many I can't think of right now. But that, I think that Watch the Throne was top 10. Top 10, for sure. Definitely. Of duo rappers who
0: Certain people were saying, like, man, we should get a Watch the Throne too. I'm like, no. no, like, we just gotta respect that. No, we don't need, we don't need a sequel.
1: No, sometimes sequels are not good, bro. Leave it to where it was. Okay. That's that's a gold album. That's a perfect
0: album. Definitely. Well, that wraps it up for today. I'm your host of Burns, along my counterpart Savon Morris. This has been Full Scope. See you later.